Hello, hello, sweet friends, and welcome. You are listening to Moving Into Light, and I am Lisa Renee, and I am welcoming you into this space. I feel like it's a sacred space. This podcast is my space to offer you the tips and the tricks and the tools and the things that I do that move myself and my life into light and away from darkness. So welcome. I'm so glad you found me on the internet or wherever you find your podcasts. It's great to have you joining me for today's chat. So welcome. I am wanting to dive into the topic today, (laughs) which sounds really strange maybe to you, but I want to talk about the month of February. And maybe you're feeling like February is kind of a a stopping point, or you're feeling stuck, or you're looking around thinking, what in the world is going on? We're in a new year. And, you know, I don't know where you are, but I do know where I am. And February, inevitably, February feels like a stopping point. I know we have Valentine's Day. It's actually my birthday at the end of February. But it always feels like a strange month to me. So here's the thing, you know, January starts a new year, and we get um, New Year's resolutions, we make promises to ourselves. we decide what kind of changes we want in our life, we, we figure out how we're going to improve our situations, or, you know, whatever it is, create new boundaries, make more money, get healthier. And then by the time February rolls around, a lot of those resolutions are kind of out the door. I'm not big on making resolutions for exactly that reason. But I find that February always feels like a bit of a letdown. And (laughs) interestingly, February is always a time for me. And and I guess it's, you know, we're nearing the end of the winter months. But February always feels like a jumpstart month. January is exciting, but February feels like I need a jumpstart. And I right now, and I don't know, maybe you feel the same way, I am so looking forward to spring. I'm in rural Appalachia, and we have had so much cold and so many inches of snow and so many snow days, and we are basically kind of housebound, not because of COVID, just because of weather. And um, two of my adult children have been here, one of them for three months, he just left this week, And another's been here for a little over a month. And so we've had company in and out, um, which is great, but it has kind of altered the equilibrium of our house. So we're, we keep recreating the equilibrium around here right now as the energy changes when people move in or move out. Um, You know, it takes a while to kind of recalibrate and find the new, the new happy medium or the new normal. But again, January feels like this time of new beginnings and February always feels like, gosh, is winter over yet? And I don't know if you feel that way, but, but I sure hit that wall in February. And we laugh because last February we were headed into that and we jumped on a cruise ship for a week and just got out of town entirely. And obviously not going to happen right now. So we're, we're kind of looking at how are we going to you know, be patient for spring. What can we do to really set our sights on moving forward and not feeling like we are stuck or in limbo or waiting for really for spring? And um, so I've been kind of 
pondering that, meditating on that, really sitting in my stillness. You know, I'm not, I'm off of social media for the month of February for the most part, which has even kind of made the stillness even greater because I don't have those distractions. Um, But sitting with the idea in this month of February of how can I serve and what can I do in my life that will kind of create that ripple effect outward. Because I feel like we hit a point in our lives where we've done so many different things for ourselves. We've pushed ourselves, we've challenged ourselves, we've, we've tried new things, but those have all been about us, ourselves. And then sometimes we hit that space of, how can I serve? And I've kind of been in that mindset for a while. And I'm creating this, this space of, on this property for retreat, for people to come and stay and recalibrate and recover or heal or um, maybe develop their creativity or work on a creative passion. So I'm cr- trying really, um, really hard to create this space on this property that feels like a basic retreat space. And in that, in doing that, I've been asking myself, how is this going to serve other people? How am I meant to be of service? And I think when we kind of get into that stuck space, and for me it's February, but when we get into that stuck space, the one thing we can always count on is getting unstuck is easiest by helping others, by being of service. We can get out of our funk by looking outward and trying to figure out how to help people, how to be of service in the outside world. So again, I've been kind of meditating, thinking, pondering this this idea of how can I serve. And I um, <laughs> I follow a link to a link to a link. And you know how it is when you get on the internet. And sometimes you find yourself in a place where how did I even get here? And that does happen, especially when I'm spirit-led. There are times where I, all of a sudden I'm staring at the exact answer I need in that exact moment. And I'm like, wow, I don't know how I got here. Um, so I had that experience. I came across a yoga teaching program and it trains teachers, but it trains us to be yoga instructors through the lens of trauma. So it's an informed trauma program and all of a sudden pieces started fitting together um it it does some coursework on mindfulness training and on meditation um if you know me in person you know i have the buddhist symbol of mindfulness tattooed on my inner arm as a reminder to take a breath and be present and this training is a regular 200 hour training with kind of a specialty in trauma for children and adults So all of a sudden, I found myself on the phone in a conversation asking a ton of questions, already fully knowing that this was my next step. And I'm registered. (laughs) I start mid-April and I just ordered my, um, you know, my pre-course reading list. I ordered all my books and I am so very, one, excited Because it's something to look forward to that I know is going to be a tool to really be of service to others. And two, 
It's something that I have thought about doing on and off for years. Getting that 200-hour certification has been in and out of my awareness with so many different programs, but none of them felt like the right thing. And then all of a sudden, it was like a gift. Oh, here you go. Here it is. And I share this story with you simply because I believe in synchronicity. I honestly believe that we get exactly what we need in exactly the right moment. Spirit hands us what we ask for, but as we need it. It may not be when we want it, but it will definitely be as we need it. And I think that's such an important piece of information to remember. It's just knowledge, knowing that our needs are met, but they're not always met on our terms. They're met on the terms of spirit, of God. And I am so grateful when I can step back a little bit and see those synchronicities fall into place, when I can see um, all of the little stair steps that have brought me to this point of actually registering for this teacher training. And I can look back now and think, oh, of course, I was never not coming here. There's that Rumi um, teaching, and I, I come back to it so often. Um, long ago, God drew a circle around where you are standing right now. You were never not coming here. And I love that. That's one of my favorite, um, most favorite statements of all time. You were never not coming here. Um, you know, I was in rural Appalachia through my 30s. And I, something in me fell in love with yoga, with the motion, the movement, the stretching, the feel, just the, the, um, the language and the rhythm of a yoga practice. And I've come back to a practice again and again. And I'm love introducing my three-year-old to to yoga because it's something that he can relate to stretching your body and moving and breathing and for a three-year-old it comes so naturally right and so to look at yoga through a trauma lens is so exciting for me um growing up there was some trauma in my life i adopted a three-year-old who the act of adoption alone can be traumatic and, you know, we all have our things in life that we can look at and say, that was kind of traumatic. There was some trauma there. But using yoga as a means to heal that or meditation or mindfulness as tools to really, um, you know, push the healing along is, is a gift. And so I begin in April. And I share it with you because what you need will come to you exactly at the right moment. But we get so frustrated as humans because we can't have that immediate gratification. And we all do it. And sometimes if you hear someone else's story, it makes the waiting a little bit easier. So I want to share with you the story of one of my children. Not going to give you their name. Um, But I do want to share the journey because what a beautiful lesson has been learned recently. Um... One of my children, I guess you'll figure out if you know my family, graduated from college in May in the middle of COVID, and he stayed in his city until November, kind of just hanging out because he wasn't working. 
Um, he had money saved to exist on. He was with some buddies. He was quarantining. And come November, he decided he was moving home. And he did. And in that moment, he had a list of things that he wanted to accomplish and a list of things he was going to do, places he was headed and all the things that, you know, he had in his head. And he left Boston to come home to recalibrate to our property, to our healing space. And he knew that he would be here till he figured it out. And the amazing part is the way he figured it out was so spirit-led. I could not have taught it to him and had him listen and absorb. He had to experience. And so he was headed to a city where he could work and he was determined to buy a car and just get there. And he couldn't find a car in his price range. And so he looked and he finally found this car and he very impulsively last minute, he bought this car He got it home, he packed it up to leave town, and a bunch of lights came on. And he went and got it fixed, and more lights came on. And he got it fixed again, and on the third time, he walked in the door, and he dropped his keys on the table, and he said, I guess I'm not supposed to go. And I wanted to laugh, but I said, what makes you think that? He said, I bought a car, and it has more things wrong with it, and I am not getting there. And I looked at him and finally, and my heart was breaking because he really was devastated. And I said, you know, sometimes spirit gives us exactly what we need as we need it, but it's not what we think we need. And it doesn't look anything like our plans, what our ego says we need, what our our mind has made up as our plan. And so then he decided that he would just sell the car and buy another car. And so he spent two weeks waiting on the title for the car he had just bought. And he had his eye on another car, which is what he had originally asked Spirit for. And he was going to go trade that car and then get on the road to where he wanted to go. Again, he waited the two weeks. Waiting on the title, we drove by the car lot and the car lot he wanted the car that he wanted to pick up was gone. And he got home literally near tears and he said, I'm just not going. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm not going there. I guess I don't have to be hit over the head. And in truth, he did have to be hit over the head time and time again until he realized that that was not the spot for his future. And he spent a sleepless night weighing out all of his options, could not come up with a plan. And he woke up the next morning near tears And I got him a cup of coffee and we sat in the library and we talked. And within two hours, he had recalibrated his plan. He was returning to the city where he went to college. And he um, was doing all kinds of planning. He got a house. He, um, He had a room to rent. He um, called ahead to a U-Haul place and rented a truck. And within literally 12 hours, he had found a place to live, a way to move all of his stuff. And the next morning, he packed it up and he was gone. 
And when he got back to his city and he was walking the streets of where he was, had been living, he called me the next morning and he said, Mom, I love it. I love being back here. This is where I want to start my adult life. And he had spent four and a half years in this city in college, but he needed to walk away in order to know for sure that he wanted to return there as an adult, living there, you know, creating his career. Spirit led him back to where he left back in November. But he spent three months here on our property, really trying hard to create a plan and doing the adult things of of finances and sorting through and resumes and, and coming up with a plan and replanning and when in truth all he had to do was step aside and let spirit nudge him in the direction of where he should go. And this is so true. I spent the month of January trying to create, trying to start conversations and start dialogues about health and wellness and nutrition and mindfulness and and scheduled um, you know, classes and scheduled workshops and scheduled meditations. And then on January 31st, I canceled it all. I canceled it all so that I could spend February in quiet. Carolyn Mace uses the term quietude. It hasn't been solitude because I've had a really busy home, but there have been little moments of quiet where I could listen. And when I came upon this yoga training, I knew spirit was nudging me. Spirit was clearing my calendar and opening my mind and having me do yoga workouts every day and guiding me back to something that I had felt passionately about for several years. And I hadn't taken the time to look into it, to move it forward. And again, just like my son, within 24 hours, the decisions were made the, for him, the the room was found, the truck was rented, the, everything was packed and he was on the road. For me, within 24 hours, I was registered for the coursework. I've ordered the prerequisite reading books. I've ordered a new yoga mat. I am mentally putting all of my dates on the calendar. And I have this focus that is going to bring so much joy to me and be of service to so many people. And I'm so grateful. So (laughs) I know that I use this space to share the tools and the tips and the tricks. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes there are no tools. There are no tricks. Aside from listening to your soul, listening to spirit, listening to your gut intuition. Sometimes that's the best advice I can give to any of you is just to be still, to get quiet, to carve out some time where you can be still by yourself and just let spirit speak. Listen and follow. Where does my mind wander to? What do I need? You know, I have been starting my day looking in my mirror, asking myself, how are you today? What do you need today? How am I and what do I need? And I'm talking to that child within me. What do I need? 
And I would encourage you to ask yourself those questions. Look yourself in the mirror. Take five minutes in the morning and breathe deeply. And ask yourself, how am I? Look yourself in the eyes. How are you today? What do you need today? Because if we don't fill our own bucket, if we don't serve ourselves first, it makes it really tough to be of service to anyone else. And many of you, just like me, we have a lot of people who depend on us, rely on us, people that we are serving or we are helping or we're guiding or we're, we are, you know, praying for or we're, we're helping, whatever it is. But if we can't give it to ourselves first, we, we don't have enough to give away and it makes life tough. So I share all this just, just to give you the hope that March is coming in a, in a week and a half, it's going to be March. We're starting the third month of the, of the year. And I hope that your February has had some moments of stillness. And I hope, I pray, that you have given some, some real thought to the idea of being still. And listening to spirit, listening to your soul, listening to your intuition. Because when we feel stuck... The answers and the solutions are never, ever outside of us. They may be buried deep, deep within us, but they are never outside of us. Your soul knows what you need. And spirit will ensure that you have it as you need it. But sometimes we have to come to the reality of what we really need. So my son is happily back in the city with friends walking for a slice of pizza at 11 o'clock at night, wearing a mask, yes, but living a life that fulfills him, that breathes life into his body again. And I'm so proud of him. He spent three months really struggling. And he came back to what he really wanted and needed. And that's really all any of us can do. When you are unsure Look in your eyes and ask, how am I? Look at the inner little child and say, what do you really need today? And you may be surprised at the answers that pop into your head. I didn't plan on doing a 200-hour yoga teacher training starting in April. But I realized that spirit brought me exactly what I need as I need it. And I am thrilled and I can't be more excited. So whatever you need is waiting on you. It's right around the corner, but sometimes you have to let go. Just surrender. Surrender. Ask how you are. Ask what you need. Surrender and let spirit be of service to you so that you can then be of service to someone else. Thank you so much for listening to this part of my journey today. Some of you it will resonate with highly and some of you maybe not so much. But the bottom line is we are all on this journey. We are all spirits, souls, having this human experience and doing the best we can. So I hope your February has been healthy and happy and it's making you feel whole right now. It's only another week and a half, so see what comes your way. Make sure you have some time to just be still. I will talk to you next Friday. Have a great day.